From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. Mickey Richardson, Vice President of Creative and Marketing for Huna Totem Corporation, joined Dano on the KINY Morning Show. Huna Totem's Ock Landing Project proposes a new dock outside of downtown while also reflecting cultural values in Juneau. A notable goal is that unlike the other docks, Ock Landing would stay open throughout the winter. Norwegian Cruise Line donated the waterfront property in Juneau to Huna Totem in August of 2022. Richardson says they have moved on from the preliminary drawings. We've already submitted now the uh, plans to planning and zoning for the conditional use permit. So all of those things that we talked about have been firmed up. We work, of course, with Yerba Jensen Wall here in Juneau, so a local architecture firm, and have really firmed up exactly the way the facility looks. We're really excited to share that with the community as well. I mean, we shared the perimeters. Not too much change, really. We w- increased the size of the outdoor spaces a little bit, extended the overheads to cover up for rain, but that's pretty much the, the major changes to what people have seen before. And we're excited to be showing that again, so coming up on Monday night. He invites the public to view the newest drawings and ask more questions this Monday. We'll be at the Hangar Ballroom. We'll have some appetizers and some drinks and uh, have people come in from 4 to 6 downtown and to be able to see the newest drawings and talk and ask questions. also gives us a chance to listen, too, to what people's feedback is, and that's really, really important to us. Richardson says they have permits and have started the process with the city. He addresses concerns about the city suggesting another study. We are a little bit concerned just with the fact that the city has now suggested a a study, another study to look at this dock placement put forward to the city council and there'll be another meeting tonight with Docks and Harbor where I think this is going to get expanded a little bit. Current budget for that is around $300,000 so I think as a, a a taxpayer and a business that pays taxes here in town we get concerned because in this project, these are things that we're going through through the development of the dock. You don't put this kind of investment into the downtown. A lot of these studies are required through the permitting process. So we would just really encourage for us to kind of hold off and wait and see how this this thing processes through. There's lots of moving parts. What's happening with the Coast Guard right now is still yet undefined. We are good neighbors. Have them in our plan. And let's just roll through this process to make sure that everything gets out before creating another study and spending some money. He says public comment will be taken before any action is taken by the Assembly on funding the study. Assemblyman Wade Bryson was on action line and he also expressed his concerns for the study. Does this help the Huna Totem Project and the potential of a Coast Guard icebreaker coming to Juneau? That's the, the deciding point. Uh, some people who are in favor of this say yes, it'll help all of that. While you have a governmental, a federal governmental agency, and you also have a private sector entity, I don't think everything's on the same page. And I'm really concerned that this study will harm Gino's ability to have uh, increased development down there. Bryson says Huna Totem has the expertise to oversee the project and also conducted its own extensive studies for it. He says there are some in the community who are not in favor of the project. A lot of people are really trying to get everybody on the same page. Most people want to see this happen. There's definitely vocal minority that think that the the five ships that we get is already too many. That how dare we think about a, a dock, even though that we lighter a fifth ship. And so by having the dock there, we increase the likelihood of the icebreaker and then we increase safety too. 
Bryson says the study could be a deterrent to the project moving forward, brought on by people opposed to it and more cruise ships coming to Juneau. Three hundred thousand dollars to make to do a study that delays and impedes this private development. That's the goal of the anti-cruise industry. The more you delay it, the less likelihood it gets built. And so this strategy plays right into their narrative. Public comments will be taken before the assembly considers action on funding the study. The Alaska Department of Health's weekly COVID-19 data is out. The report states COVID-19 transmission continued to occur in most parts of Alaska during the week of January 15th to the 21st, there are some signals of increasing COVID-19 activity. The number of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 has been generally stable over the past few weeks, they reported. Most parts of Alaska are at the low COVID community level as defined by the CDD. The number of influenza cases reported has declined considerably as well over the past several weeks. But influenza activity in Alaska is ongoing, and the department states that it could see another rise in influenza cases yet this season. They say now is a good time to receive a COVID-19 booster shot. A recent CDC analysis found that the updated boosters help reduce the risk of COVID-19 caused by the new XBB variants. Coming up on News of the North, the Federal Transit Administration has committed nearly $286 million to upgrading access for 35 coastal communities, focusing primarily on rural communities. Laray Jones, co-treasurer for Juno Pro-Choice Coalition, provides a recap on the LunaFest Film Festival held last Friday. Those stories coming up on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. The Federal Transit Administration has committed nearly $286 million to upgrading access for 35 coastal communities, focusing primarily on rural communities. The grants to Alaska Department of Transportation and Public Utilities are part of a total of $384.4 million in federal funding from President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law to expand and improve the nation's ferry service in communities across the country, as well as accelerate the transition to zero-emission transportation. The funding allows Alaskans better access to jobs, schools, and health care. Senator Lisa Murkowski says the opportunity to serve Alaskans' coastal communities with electric ferries is the future going forward. To the electric and low-emitting ferries pilot program. We have some communities that are very far apart and the ferry run from peninsula area of south central Alaska over to Kodiak or down to Dutch Harbor is a long ways to go. We're probably not going to be seeing electric ferries out there, but in many parts of southeastern, say between Haines and Skagway, where your run is just a, a few hours, to be able to plug in literally shoreside, as we're seeing uh, some of our cruise ships be able to do in certain ports, it's access, it's connection, but it's also recognizing that we're doing all that we can. Murkowski reinforced how vital ferry service is to Alaskans. Into Titlick, not too many months back, had an opportunity to go out on the dock to hear directly from the townspeople in this small community what ferry service means to them. It is their lifeline. For these small communities, it is significant. What it will mean to Cordova, what it means to, to Juno to have these dock improvements, to recognize that the Tustamina will finally be replaced. We call it the rusty Tusty. And boy, oh boy, is she durable and she's tough. 
but she has had a pretty long life for a vessel that is out in the Pacific waters. And being able to finally move forward with a replacement for her is extraordinary. Read the full story at kinyradio.com. Lorraine Jones, co-treasurer for Juno Pro-Choice Coalition, provides a recap on LunaFest Film Festival held last Friday. It was at the Juno Arts and Humanities Council. Jazz Garrett has more. They premiered films directed by women and about women. The very best one we have ever had. It was actually our 16th time that we put on LunaFest, and I really think people were just really hungry to be back in person again. The last two years, we did it virtually. This was fabulous, and we had the best silent auction. Amy Keston was the main person for the auction, and she did a fabulous job. She says they raised about $11,000, double the amount of last year, which was virtual. This is Juno Pro-Choice Coalition's only fundraiser of the year. These are where the funds will go. It's an educational kind of thing. We have a second arm of our organization, which is our political action committee. And we had a table there with some information and actually collected a few donations for that. The rest of it goes for scholarship and advertisement. We will give a percentage of that in the process of voting on that right now to the Cancer Connection. Jones details some of their big sellers. My husband, Lauren Jones, and I always have a dinner at the auction. It went for over $500. So um, that was great. We had a lot of artwork. We had a lot of very special things like pro-choice coffee. Melissa Griffin, who does Leanne Bakes, there was over 100 items. Now that the event is over, Jones can share what some of the films were about. The films are always poignant and a wide spectrum of subjects. They touched on body image, which was one of my favorites about a mountain climber. They had three women who had different losses that decided they were going to go swimming in Lake Michigan every single day, including the wintertime. There's always some that are animated, and I love the one about Pete, who was a young girl playing on the boys' baseball teams, and it was based on a true story. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.